Start the recording, please. We are rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Oh, here, let me get Compi up here. Nope, wait, hold on, stay here. We're gonna do a cheers together, right? Yeah. All right, ready? One, ready? two, three, and... Clink, clink, clink. clink. Beautiful. Our first whole ass cheers. It's not a Guinness, is it? Not quite. Uh, although we did start with Guinness. Lo and I have been making a habit of going down to uh, Casey's downtown. They have a nice uh, $7 Guinness and they do black and tans for low. Uh-huh. They're nice. So shout out to them. It's a yeah, pretty decent place. Casey's. The bartenders are really nice. They know us at this point. They do. <laughs> Compi, that was... Your first time in how long at that bar tonight? It's probably been four years or so since I actually managed to get through the door. I mean, we've gone there a few times to try and get in on our, our Tuesday skate night thing. And every time we show up in the joint, they're like, oh, yeah, we're, we, 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 we don't need your money. So, yeah, you know, it, not a lot you can do about it. I do like Casey's. It's a nice place. Yeah, that's good. We made a habit of gathering ourselves there. It's nice. You know, it's the second time that I've worked somewhere uh, that had a bar called Casey's, like right around the oh, corner. Oh, yeah, because in Arizona, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, real quick before we get too far in, welcome to A Strange Exchange with Seth. And Lo. And Compi. Hey, y'all. What's up? I am trying to put everything back into where it's supposed to be for the... Uh broadcast we had a had a calamity the other day with control with the console and i accidentally overwrote all the settings that we've been using without backing them up and wound up having to rebuild everything from ma- oh. from memory so oh no so you're like calibrating it right now yeah i'm in the process of resetting all the all the game Gates structure and, and everything yeah yeah the courageous calibrating compy <laughs> it, it actually it, it's not without its charms it really is fun it's just one of those things that like damn it i wish i had just gone and done the save template thing so i didn't have to do this again but well now you know yeah Yeah. you you make it sound fun but from in here it's like to us you're not wearing a cape but you're still a hero oh i don't think we could do this (laughs) no i i have no idea i don't have any idea how to do any of this shit i'm so technologically inept technologically that's right is that word that's the word <laughs> is that That'd word be it that is word that is word huzzah you did word i figured out word yay <laughs> <laughs> so um what's on the menu but before we even look at the menu i did want to mention um on the way into the studio i noticed compi you have skateboards i do Excuse? i've never seen you on a skateboard and i've known you for like three years when was the last time you got on one of those suckers I use them very rarely. They're the kind of things that are very sup- very useful when you're doing things like airports and big places where they won't let you get around with roller skates. I prefer skates because they're, I mean, I can go anywhere. And if you're not, if you're like you're in San Francisco, you can go pretty much any store in town and nobody bats an eye. They don't seem to care. And in Los Angeles, there's always some perfunctory bureaucrat that has to run out and tell me about their insurance policy and stuff. They really obviously know nothing about but yeah, skateboards are really convenient because you, you wear sneakers with them. So you just pick it up and carry it through the store. and You don't have to walk through the store in your socks. <laughs> that sucks. They're not socks. They're cloth shoes. <laughs> I was about to say, socks aren't allowed usually either. 
Well, no shoes, no service, bitch. Just like with living in downtown Los Angeles, there is a looser standard. You do get a lot of people in those grocery stores who don't have shoes on. Yep. And so my socks should be fine. It's something. Exactly. It's not my bare feet on the ground. It's more than socks. (laughs) (laughs) The wildlife. Gotta love it. It it, it makes our lives easier. We really have to give less of a shit than we probably would elsewhere. That's kind of nice. Silver lining question mark? (laughs) To the big city life? Oh, there you it's go. a side effect. Yeah, yeah. Well, we weren't even really uh, here this last week. So, Compi, uh, fill us in on, on what's been going on here in this week that we were away. Los Angeles was fairly calm. There was nothing really major. I mean, it was... It, <gasps> not like, true. It was not insanely hot. There were there was a heat snap that came along, but it really waited for you guys to come back to really take full force. Appreciate it. I was I was thinking about the Trader Joe's thing. That, that happened while we were out of town. Yeah, the worst part about it for me was that it really seemed kind of business as usual. The only thing that made it different was the fact that it happened in Silver Lake. So there were a lot more people on my particular Facebook feed who had close relationships to it. But it, I mean, that stuff happens in South Central and Inglewood and all that, all over LA every week. And it, it was really business as usual. Wait, that that big? Like a car chase that ended in a crash that ended at in like a guy... A hostage like, situation in a grocery store. Yeah. That seems like a lot of like really intense events. <laughs> intense events. Sequel to the strange exchange. Intense events. <laughs> no, that's bad. <laughs> We're starting another podcast, everyone. Intense events with Seth and Lowe. <laughs> Maybe we could do a chapter. A segment. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like I, I understand that things similar to that might happen like relatively regularly, but I don't think all of those things happening like at the same time in one rapid event happens as as, as often as you, you're saying. Let's find I feel out. Feel like that's a yeah. Let's let's I do guess. it. Do a search. I'm I'm just going to do uh, L.A. Times and uh, hostage. Okay. All right, that's a starting point. Anyway, we don't need to, <laughs> we don't need to go this deep into this, but yeah, but that was a really big event, as it seemed to us, I guess. Yeah, it, you're I right. really don't hear about anything in South Central or those places where you know that kind of crime does happen a lot. So March tenth, gunman and three hostages found dead at Yountville Veterans Facility. November 1st, 2017, SWAT officers swarmed Riverside Elementary School and shot a parent who'd taken a teacher hostage. Oh my God, why didn't we hear about that? That's not familiar at all. January 5th, Long Beach police shot and killed a gunman who was holding employees at the Holiday Inn hostage in the hotel lobby. Didn't hear that one. Gosh. It's kind of nutsy. Shit happens all the time in LA. Yeah. It's it's not weekly, but I mean, it's still something that's kind of... Close enough that we should have heard about it. RIP local news. Gosh. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Sadly, I watch local news in the mornings because it's like, it's less depressing than the internet. They actually have a really fun newscast. It's a bunch of people that seem to like be all on drugs or something because they're really happy. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, the, weather, the weather's terrible. Oh, over to you for the traffic report. Oh, traffic sucks too, but hey, it's a great day to be here in LA. How about you? Yeah, 12 people died at the Trader Joe's. I mean, it's just, you know. they Good they, grief. It, 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 there's a, yeah. But there are also fluff pieces. Strangely, they, do, they don't spend nearly as much time on things you would think they would spend time on, but they do 
have crazy news all the time. I'm going to start doing that. I need to keep up to date yeah. with shit that's happening in our area. We should know. We should. should know that more than just following the tag on Twitter or some shit. Right. Well, the sad part is that a lot of the local news, they actually just post fucking tweets and stuff it's ridiculous i don't know i listen to stuff you know for a lot of it and i won't go through and usually read an entire news article if it doesn't specifically interest me but if i'm watching the news or i'm watching a program and it like updates me on things that i wouldn't normally go out of my way to listen to because it just does it seamlessly it's like here's a bunch of shit listen podcasts <laughs> that's why it's good in the morning you're getting yourself together you're trying to put on your clothes you're thinking about this and that the other thing and these people are just bouncing off the news bah, 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 yep bah. perfect that's what i need the hardest part about it is the, is the advertisements so if you use the use the online version ktla.com they actually the feed is fairly commercial free they usually just have one commercial that they play over and over <laughs> I hope it's not the Cars for Kids commercial. Oh, God. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Cars oh, for I need kids. To, no, it's 1877, right? I don't give it. No. Seth is taking a mild break and running into shit, and now he's slipping on a banana peel. Oh, my goodness. How did that get there? Are we playing Mario Kart? Oh, hi. That's drugs. Seth brought me drugs. Good. Thanks, Just drugs. Say that. <laughs> it's California. These are not illegal. They're not drugs either. It's a plant. Enjoy bong sound. You gotta get close so it actually gets through the gate. There you go. Oh man, we're gonna hotbox in here. Oh, oh no! <laughs> There's a little window. Oh, you can have some too, Compy. Yeah. A little hole in the <laughs> the hole in the wall. <laughs> I want to bong you. Then you should have brought the bong in there with you. <laughs> in a moment, you will hear the door squeak. Ooh, that did you a strong one, huh, friend? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> you literally have water and beer right there. Beer hurts. <laughs> Band name. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you for being so enthusiastic about your ooh in the midst of coughing. I had to express my enthusiasm. <coughs> God damn it. You guys are so off topic. Yep. Shut up. Lowe is still dying. <coughs> I'm trying out new coughs. What do you think? <laughs> That's like a three out of ten, maybe. <coughs> well, that's got some bass to it there. It's an old band cough. Yeah, uh, you missed the flimmy part, though. The wet sound. You know, <coughs> that's the one. All right. You well, listen. That's not what this is. It's a dry cough. <laughs> We are experiencing a dry studio environment. (laughs) I feel more hydrated. Our wildlife stories are going to be more actual wildlife, although we didn't see any, except birds. We saw a lot of birds. And dogs. And lots of dogs. Yeah. (laughs) Did you see any bird dogs? I wish. I don't think those exist. Of course there do. They chase birds. They're for hunting. Bird dogs. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking like bird dog hybrid. Like bird like hyphen dog. Like a flying dog. dog. Like a dog with wings. Dog hyphen bird. Like cat dog, but with a bird instead of cat. If that's that's not Cerberus. Cerebus has three heads. Yes. Well, the dog that flies, that's a different name. 
I'm sorry, I'm not a Falcor. That's not the mythological creature I was looking for, but thanks. Though. Falcor it, it, is mythological. It is a mythological creature, but not the, I think. Was um, I think a lot of 90s kids and 80s kids would uh, dispute you on that. To Falcor! Falcor! <laughs> So yeah, we didn't we didn't get to a chance to experience the wildlife uh, in the last week. We spent a week in Colorado with my family. We did. That was really nice. Uh, so we spent it in the real wildlife. I yeah. Have, no. I, I have another cough. Okay. <coughs> Damn it. She's broken. What in the world have I done to deserve this? Lots of fucked up shit, probably. I guess. Take your lumps where you can get them. <laughs> All right. Cool. Sorry. All set. Yeah. Can, can breathe now. Nope. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. There might just be a lot of swallowing. <laughs> Is that a bird? That was a baby. <laughs> no, we're talking about swallowing, not ah. the other one. <laughs> Shit. <coughs> if it's too long, it gets mean. It does. <laughs> it does. It does. The first part's good and it it's turns mean. Yeah. And then it gets cruel sounding. Okay, sorry. Get to <laughs> Jesus. The mountains were great, and uh, it was really nice to see my family, and that was really the first time you spent time with most of them, actually. I have a feeling I may have met Chris briefly before. I, I think that was it, though, because I, I remember seeing him and being like, oh, and he like kind of seemed like familiar with me. I He's kind of that way toward everyone. He's like a really chill dude. Totally. Is yeah. he strange? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well... I mean, he's been through a lot. He's, like, had cancer and shit and, like, did all that. So he's still, like, dealing with that. And he's so cool. He's, like, yeah. so positive and, and great about it. He's, he's very sweet. Yeah. So did he get married? He did once. But okay. he, but he does are, have kids, so I have cousins. Yeah, those those are the, the kids that were there, right? You got to meet my cousins and my cousin's child. And my cousin who is with child. Congratulations. Yeah. Did we figure out what the gender is? Well, we won't know until it decides. Until they decide. Good. But uh, the sex is male. Sex is male. Aw, that's nice. Yeah. I, I, I'm still, I'm actually still a little thinking about Seth's comment from a moment ago. And he said, well, we won't know their gender until they decide. But it was born male. I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's a, that's a queer thing to say right there. <laughs> that's just, that's brand new right there. I, but, I mean. I, it's all inclusive. I was going to say, and there's something to allowing a person to grow up how ever without the constraints of of a binary gender you know like let them do what they do and and feel it out and decide when they are old enough to make that decision absolutely there are lots of cultures where people are allowed to choose their own name and all sorts of things and it just it's not that big of a leap it's just very new in american culture yeah absolutely but it should be something that we should uh use more regularly and like try and normalize you know it's like in the same vein of like the the coming out conversation we had the other day about like normalizing it just like start entering it into your everyday conversation and i do and i work in a corporate office and i send emails back and forth all day but um unless i know for certain someone's gender or their gender identity i refer to them as they They. or by their name I absolutely do the same thing. We have someone in our office named Jody who is male. Yep. And it's like Riley actually also gets assumed as female. Yep. I get assumed as male. Also, a lot of people assume that my last name is my first name. (laughs) (laughs) So Colorado was a lot of fun. It was refreshing. Um, I guess the wildest part of it for me was going to a marijuana dispensary with my mother. (gasps) 
Oh, yeah. On her birthday. That was so good. She got a free birthday joint, but she also bought two whole ass packages of Chiba Chews. Like, bitch went hard. And she took two of them after dinner before we went up to watch the sunset. Two. Two. That's 10 oh, and milligrams. She, she was, you know, wobbly as fuck on the way back down. But you know what? She was having a great time. She really was. It's funny. My cousin said she's never heard my mom be so quiet. And <laughs> it's funny because I did ask her about it the next day. And she's like, no, I was just really enjoying it. She sat down and watched the sun literally set. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're good. You got that, it. That's stone. And it was a good sunset, too. It was beautiful. Oh, my God. I have so many pictures that I just don't even know what to do with. Oh, I'm so excited to see those, too. Me the fuck, too. Uh, ooh, <laughs> actually, if we can maybe get to those tomorrow. Maybe. I was it's fine. To say, just we'll like talk. One. <laughs> we'll talk. I'll have my people call your people. All right. My people is you. <gasps> oh, I'll call myself. <laughs> okay. Bring, bring. Hello? 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 <laughs> and then it just echoes whoa, on whoa, forever. Whoa, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, I ended up finding myself on that same sunset. I only took one yeah. because I'm sane. I had one too. Ex- one as well? One as well. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> one, two, three. We went to Vail and took the gondolas oh, yeah. up the up the mountain to yeah. watch the sunset from the very top. Yes. So we're, we're on top of this mountain and it's so beautiful and we can see all around us. And Yeah. Actually, if you go to my Instagram, random plug. At littlefootlow. There is. There's a little video that I took where it's the only thing that's moving in the picture is like one specific blade of grass. No, that was a bomb ass boomerang. It's so good. It's so good. Again, I was stoned when I went home (laughs) and I just laid in bed and gazed upon it. Um, Anyway, I walked down like a little bit it was it was relatively steep you know obviously you yeah could still but it was it was like a rounder mountain yeah for sure it wasn't pointy pointy um and again <laughs> it like was a roundy roundy not a pointy pointy <laughs> yes uh but it was covered in you know grass and like wildflowers and shit but if you went down the side of it a little bit all noise stopped because it was relatively busy so if you went down the side like all of the noise ended and it was just absolutely quiet and all you could hear was the wind and just like sitting down there, it was quiet and it was peaceful. And I remember um, the kid actually came down and sat next to me and she was talking a whole bunch. And I remember looking at her and I was just like, darling, I came down here for quiet. If you're not going to be quiet, you can't sit with me. <laughs> and she was just like, okay. And she did. She sat quietly for the next several so good. minutes. That kid is so <laughs> good. Um, I did actually spend a lot of time intentionally trying to make her more mindful. Totally. Uh, one thing she specifically dwelled on that I kind of really enjoyed was uh, she's like super competitive and she wanted to play card games all the time, but she would brag about it every time she won and, and just taunt the whole time. And it was obnoxious. It was obnoxious. So I <laughs> told her that it was really braggadocious of her to do that. And that's not very nice. And she didn't forget that word. She now knows yep. that word and knows what it means. Yep. So and, I, did, yeah. I helped. We did. We helped. High five. Clink. <laughs> <laughs> you just clinked our hands together. Hold on. Give me a second. I okay. have a sip left. Oh, I already cracked oh, it. It's, it's okay. fine. It's I, I just won't cheers it. I have to ask you where you've heard, where you got braggadocious. Braggadocious. The root of the word is braggadicio, <laughs> which is Italian. I like that better. Yeah. I should have used that. And it's, I, I've never heard, I've actually never used this word. It's an informal American word that apparently is is descended from something and it makes me think that somebody must have used it in popular culture somewhere and then bastardized it because it's not 
It's not a word. It doesn't mean that. Well, it does actually. Bagadicho does mean exactly just bragging. It's where the it's it's the same term, same root. Um, I heard it, but it was one of Lin Manuel Miranda's musicals. Uh, in the Heights. Hashtag not sponsored. Not sponsored, but <laughs> someone in one of the songs was referred to as braggadocio. So I took that and just assumed braggadocious would be the the i've never heard this word used in english before and it it, i recognized what you meant but but it was only because of the it was only because i have a friend of mine who's italian who she used to use that word a lot and it's a fun word too hey compi you should pull up another tab and google search braggadocious i did that was the word i looked up it came up as u.s u.s informal okay but like can you put origin yeah not on collins i'll go back and find a different dictionary for you hold on wait collins are you not on merriam webster are you shitting me i have a filter on merriam webster is killing it have you seen those tweets yes i have (laughs) which is which is beautiful miriam is really too current for me they'll take any word they like and throw it up there i was about to say which is the one with bootylicious and muggle in yeah it? those are cool that's how we talk now. which <laughs> is the one that's miriam webster is it it's it's staying current yeah they're the one not like urban dictionary but miriam's miriam keeps everything these days they're the denny's of dictionaries okay sick <laughs> right i'm into down it. as fuck next i have a filter on my google that everything I search is this year. It's in the past 365 days. So they apparently have not updated the Mary Webster entry in the last year because I don't get it in my list. So that, that was, what, was what I was trying to say, why I didn't have it. Ah. Gotcha. Okay. Wait, what's the, what's the Italy <laughs> version? Braggadocio? Braggadicio. Braggadicio. I think so, yeah. Braggadicio. Braggadicio. No. I'm doing it too hard. Yeah, you did it real hard. <laughs> in case it's useful, President Donald Trump is many things, but non-braggadocious is not one of them. Nevertheless, he insisted during an Ohio speech on Monday that he's not boastful during the speech touting his tax plan. And the claim was so bold, even Dictionary.com took him to task. Braggadocious equals boastful, speaking with exaggeration, excessive pride, especially about oneself. The account for the website tweeted to with a link to the clip of the president speaking. They also included a Trump hashtag. Beautiful. Yeah. What was that one? Dictionary.com. Cool. So I'm getting on the dictionary.com board, I guess. Yeah, me too. Calling yourself non-braggadocious is just exactly the example of being fucking wrong. Because <laughs> it's about your, it's a statement about yourself. Wow. Gotta love a narcissist for president. Doom, doom, do, doom, <laughs> doom, do, doom, do, doom, 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 doom. Irony is dead. <clears throat> Uh, well, we ran out of time. Next. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsors. Papaya. Cheers. Nope. All by yourself. All by yourself. All right. So, welcome back. Hi. Hi. Hello. So Lo and I were just in Colorado and we did some traveling and we spent an inordinate amount of time in an airport for us, I guess. We had plenty of time. We um, mostly just times. sat in bars. That's the best thing to do in airports. Well, that's kind of our thing. We yep. get into the airport, find the bar closest the to our thing. gate and go and get the strongest, quickest alcohol we can get. I really do enjoy airports. We have like our little traditions that we do, which is nice if we have time for it if we don't then it's really stressful because we do it anyway yep (laughs) um (laughs) 
But chug, 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 chug. You know, that's where I found El Cholo, the, the Mexican restaurant that's around L.A. They really have some pretty bomb-ass margaritas and really extremely garlicky sauce. Also, hashtag not a sponsor. But I love <laughs> their stuff, man. It's like every time I go there, I'm like, bring me more of that salsa and, you know, margaritas. Hell, yeah. and, and you found it in an airport? I, I, the first one I went to was in in Los Angeles in LAX, the Delta Airlines Shit. terminal. It had one. I was just there. Yeah, why didn't we go there? What the fuck? Why didn't, why didn't you give us airport us? bar recommendations? You suck. <laughs> boo, compi, boo. The good thing about it is their their margaritas are tasty and good, and they have the salsa that apparently they ship in from the shop from the restaurants because it's it crazy you you eat some of that stuff and you do not want to get close to anybody it's garlic 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 oh i love it i love garlic garlic and mexican salsa though is unusual and that was the thing that really brought me to them there's one over on you know where the the red blinky squares are over at flower and 11th the lighty squares yeah there's yeah. one just around just up the street there on on flower from there and i've wanted to go there for a while let's but, go yeah yeah the the trip to colorado was really nice it's really nice to be in a different place and Airplanes are great because it takes you there faster. But I really do want to do like a train ride or something or like drive up the coast, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I absolutely agree with that. Have you ever taken the train from L.A. to San Francisco? I haven't. We took the bus, though. No, it stayed inland, though. Yeah, it didn't go on the PCH. The train ride's really nice. It's, It's excessively long and it makes the whole thing kind of an unreasonable trip it's a, it, it seriously it's 11 hours it, it yeah. takes your whole day to do the ride but it's great it's really a lot of fun if you've got the day to kill it's a great way to go back and forth to san francisco yeah we should definitely do that sometime i'm down most of my recent travels have been within the united states uh i did travel to europe when i was 12 which was an interesting experience but something i really don't remember well enough to be able to appreciate I kind of wish I had waited until right now. I would love to go to Europe right now. Hey, manifest. 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 Yeah, we should go to Europe soon, but I also have to do the passport thing, which is a pain in the ass. It is. (sighs) Yeah, foreign travel is interesting. All travel is interesting. You have to go through this weird, uh, like, security thing. And when we were on our way back from Colorado uh, just this last week, they stopped me and, like, needed to search my bag. Uh, that I was carrying on with me. And it was weird. I really didn't know how to react because that's never happened to me before. I was just like talking about the things in my bag with this person who was searching through it. Well, okay, because we carried an entire bag of meat onto the plane. Just meat. It well, was just and there meat. were mushrooms. There were mushrooms in there too, but... Mostly meat. We made too much steak the night before and just brought a Ziploc bag full of it on the plane to eat as a snack. I guess that um, could be a little <laughs> suspicious. Like, why are you just traveling with a bag of meat sir i just thought of it as wet jerky that's what i referred to it that was my joke to her i was like oh it's just wet jerky of all the things that i've ever been smuggling i don't think i've ever smuggled meat (laughs) (laughs) right but you know i've also had a weird security thing so i used to nanny and we traveled internationally once we went to paris and on our way back home We got stopped and like pulled aside by security. They said his name. They asked which one he was. We kind of like all looked at him and we were like, uh, you mean the four year old we have with us? And they were like, uh, yeah, uh, he's been, you know, selected for random testing. These are two of the kindest, sweetest, most like mild mannered folk I've ever met. So they just like handed him to the TSA person, right? No, they lost (laughs) their shit. 
I mean, they still did so quietly, but I remember the look in the wife's eyes. She was fucking irate. Oh, I'd have been furious. Like, I mean, what absolutely the fuck sa- same. Yeah. They didn't end up letting that happen okay. at all. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, no, okay. no, no, no. It was just like, a our, no, we're not like having our kid go in a separate room and like get padded down, you know, like right. fuck that shit. He's four. And uh, yeah, we were all pretty pissed off about it and i remember like i grabbed his hand and like kind of like pulled him closer to me and so did the wife so we were like really like, like sandwiching together. this child we were and he was just kind of like what the fuck and uh yeah it was eventually enough people got involved that they were just like no no, no of course like you can just go through it it really only took like six or seven minutes but it felt like an eternity were the other people like people waiting to get through security or like tsa no. agents tsa oh, okay you know are they agents? TSA folk. <laughs> Actually, that was that was something that was recently decided in court. They are you can't sue TSA for assault or anything like that because Holy they shit. they are not technically agents of the federal government. They are employees. Federal appeals court ruled on Wednesday that Transportation Security Administration screeners who operate checkpoints at nation's airports cannot be sued over allegations of abuse and acknowledge that as a result, passengers have a very limited legal option in face of even outrageous TSA misconduct. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit, which sits in Philadelphia, held that the TSA officers enjoy sovereign immunity because despite their badges and titles as officers, they do not require qualify as investigative or law enforcement officers who could be held legally responsible for abuses under the federal tort claims act wait what wait but hold that on that was july 11th but hold on just like uh, that just happened this month yes in in the last three weeks just but hold on just a second the only thing that that left out was it said that you can't sue them but why does them not working for the government mean that you can't sue them as people it's specific to the federal tort claims act what does that mean oh this is way too much but that doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me why you wouldn't be able to be like no fuck you this guy sexually assaulted me. the court's reasoning hinged on whether or not tsa agents would be considered government employees or law enforcement officials under the torts claims act the federal government and its employees have sovereign immunity that shields them from civil or criminal liability, except in certain limited circumstances. That doesn't make yeah, any sense. No, I don't like that at all. These include wrongful behavior such as assault, false arrest committed by an investigative law enforcement officer. Officers who are presumed to know when they have probable cause or proper authority for their actions. The liability to sue such officers came about amid outrage from federal rogue, rogue federal agents who carried out no-knock investigations in Illinois in 1973. The court ruled that when the TSA was created, the initial job descriptions given to its employees at airport checkpoints was simply screener. This was later changed to transportation security officer as kind of a morale booster. In contrast, federal law enforcement officers are given actual power to execute arrest and carry firearms, which TSA agents are not. That is insane, though. On the topic of travel, one of my favorite quotes about it is from Samuel Clemens and it was uh, something he wrote about a trip that he had taken and he, he among other things said that travel is fatal to prejudice bigotry and narrow-mindedness many of our people need it sorely on these accounts broad wholesome and charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth for one's lifetime yep that's like way too relevant what are you doing <laughs> sorry it was just an apropos and we definitely should do more of it as soon as possible travel is one of those things that can be at first it's really special 
every day is new. Every time you wake up, you're someplace different. And that sort of thing can be really great for a while. I spent a long time on a tour bus and going from here to there. And we'd either be in a bus or a hotel for weeks at a time sometimes. And it was... At first, it was really awesome. I love room service. There's nothing better in the world than calling up somebody and saying, bring me food and bring it quickly. (laughs) But after a certain amount of time, the hotels and the bus eventually actually start to become sort of like a drag. And it's interesting how at the beginning, everybody has the same experience. This is awesome. And it's really kind of funny because your first few weeks out on tour, everybody will be like, Aw, isn't that cute? I remember my first bus tour, too. I would just like one day to be able to wake up in the same freaking place as I went to sleep. Well, I mean, I definitely felt that uh, as soon as we got through security. I was like, okay, I'm ready to be in my own bed now, thanks. And you guys were gone for, what, six days? Not even. I miss my cats. Yeah. I, I miss my 7-Eleven. Yeah. Oh, I missed my I cats. missed my bong. Yeah. <laughs> God, we were rolling joints, and it was it, it, it worked. It wasn't quite the same as a bong hit. No. Once you get used to them, it's just nothing else does the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Travel has both sides of that. It really does. Like I said in the quote from Clemens, it brings you things that you would not get just staying at home. But but at the same time, it really makes you appreciate what it's like to find a home and a place where you fit in. I, I grew up in the South. I voted for years. I never once voted in an election in Georgia where I voted for the people who won. I mean, I voted for, like, Bill Clinton one year, but he didn't win where I lived. Your vote meant nothing there. It was it was pointless for me to even go. It was, it was the act of the purest optimism to show up in the first place. P.S. everyone, go vote. For real. The first time I went to vote in L.A., I went to the voting place, which was literally in the lifeguard tower at Venice Beach. <laughs> it was so That's wicked cool. That's the most cool. Venice thing I've ever it heard. It was awesome. I'd go to the beach and, and the, vote. The other one's in the pot store, right? <laughs> And I went and I voted, and not only did the people I voted for in the big elections won, I voted 100% across the board with with people who won. And it was one of those things where I realized, you know what, there are places in the world where you fit in, and there are places where you don't. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the place you were born may not be the place where you agree with most of the people who live near you. The great thing about California, and we've said this before, everybody here is somebody who left somewhere else and showed up here. And that's what travel is, you know? It's like, go see the rest of the world. And now, a word from our sponsors. Porcupine. What goes with pork? Upine. The <laughs> What's Upine? S- socialist party? That's that's like the Socialist Party's logo or something. The animal, is it? yeah, it's oh, something I didn't like know that. Or, no, the Independent. That's what it is. Independent Party's animal is a porcupine. Yeah, I oh. think so. Actually, I should probably Google that for verification. How do you spell porcupine? P o r c u p i n e. Porcupine. Uh, Montana's most awesome high school mascots. No. Good. Oh, there we go. Libertarian Party porcupine yellow unisex T-shirts. Okay, so it's okay, libertarian. So it's the libertarians that are the so porcupines. Republicans have uh, elephants. Democrats have donkeys. Libertarians have porcupines. All three of them are weirdly threatening animals for being like relatively non-threatening. Yeah, I can't believe the Democratic Party's mascot is, is an ass. A fucking ass. I know. I've always thought about that. You know what? It made me always feel a little suspicious about those fuckers. 
I gotta say. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess that's what I learned this week is that's the fucking, I was like, that's weird. Yeah. That's I oddly, didn't know that. oddly specific, right? Yeah. Well, the specific things are surprising sometimes. I, this week, one of the things we do here in this studio is other podcasts. And, uh, one of the guests that came in for, uh, uh, our roommate Mark's show called Almost Sober. Look it up on iTunes. Get a chance. It's really good. Uh, we had a guy who came in and guested who is a fixer in L.A. And he actually specializes in sex tapes. Well, okay, okay, go back. What is a fixer? Yeah, what? A fixer is someone who, like, uh, say you are a manager for a rock star and they wind up drunk and crash a car and they get a bunch of trouble and you find somebody to help smooth things over. So why didn't you just say Michael Cohen? <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> he was Trump's fixer. The The appropriate, yeah, okay. the appropriate uh, mo- modern person would be Ray Donovan, who's an HBO show that I know you guys don't watch. Nonetheless, this guy uh, basically does that for folks. And he, because of Paris Hilton, st- stumbled into the sex tape world. He was the guy who... He proffered her sex tape, and he actually is the guy who goes around and finds, well, let's say, I got, I found this tape of you and uh, this uh, former Olympian with a uh, whisk up his ass, so... Found? Like, I was about to my say- job is to go onto the internet and try to find sex tapes. I was, I was stunned to find out that there's not only a profession, but these guys have established case law on this shit. They have, like, there's, there, there are things you have to do and people you gotta call. Honest to God, his biggest pitch for the whole thing on Almost Sober, and it was a great conversation, but the biggest thing at the end of it was, he said, I'm, anybody who's listening to this, if you've got the piss tape, anybody who's got the piss tape, give us a call. Oh, okay. That's what he's saying. I'm going like, I'm, I'm listening to this guy and realizing he literally came here to like open his net a little further <laughs> to try to find this piss tape because this is like... The, we're all looking for this it. This is the golden fucking fleece right now. I don't want to see it, but we're looking for okay, it. Okay, hold on, hold on. My bigger question here is that's blackmail and that's illegal and he just went on camera and quote-unquote tape and said it out loud that's like saying you're a fucking hitman i mean not quite obviously that's murder blackmail is when i take the tape and say give me money or i will put this tape out if you have the tape and say this tape's going out he we're going to give you x number thousand dollars for it the opposite that's not blackmail that's saying you're paying them for it that's exactly how it works that's fucking weird i don't well, I don't know. That's weird. Things I learned this week. Yeah, that is <laughs> awesome. I'm really going to go at, listen to that episode. Almost Sober. What a good title. Yes, and it will be on iTunes as soon as the editing is finished. Cool. The best part is doing the show with him, I, I learn more about the man every time. That's cool. That's kind of what uh, we're here for, right? Learn a little bit about who all of us are each time. And uh, hopefully how we're all kind of the same, just like everybody else. <laughs> What did you learn this week, Seth? Well, while we were in Colorado, I did. I tried to do some skating, and holy fucking shit, that is so hard. Eight thousand feet higher in the air, it's my lungs were on fire, and I had not even gone half a mile. That whole sea level thing really comes into play, doesn't it's it? It's fucked up. Well, because I, as a kid, had traveled a lot back and forth from Iowa to Colorado, and you know, uh, every other summer we spent a week there. I 
it never noticed. I, I never... Isn't Iowa like 1,000, 1,200 feet anyway? Uh, right around 950. So just just under 1,000. So it was still quite a, quite a big difference. Uh, we spent a lot of time above 8,000 feet wherever we were there. Um, That's really high. I mean, the truth is, is that 6,000 6, feet, like the mountains here just above L.A., cap out around 5,500 unless you go way over there. And that is, if you ride a bicycle to the top, you get to the top, you're wheezing, and, and it's noticeable. But when you go from 65 to 75 to 8,000, that difference is tremendous. It really is. I took many, many breaks, more breaks than I'm willing to give a number for, uh, just on my way up and down some of those hills. It was like climbing fucking stairs. Those are some steep hills, too. But you kept doing it. I, I went out like three or four times. Um, it was kind of nice. The best part about it was the thin air does have a benefit. And that is when you get to the top of the hill and you turn around and come back down. It screams. Oh. You can tell the difference yeah. in the resistance too. Yeah, there's so much less resistance. I think at one point I hit like 31 miles an hour down this hill on skates. <laughs> nice. I just coasted right back to the front door of the house we were staying in. That's uh, If we ever get a chance to go to Mammoth, I know you guys are not big cyclists, but when you take a bicycle, put it on the ski lift, it takes you halfway up the mountain and you just ride yeah. down the mountain. It's awesome. I also want to go skiing there too. We got to make sure we do that. Mammoth is probably one of the premier ski resorts in the world. It was the first wow. place I ever went and I've been to a bunch of places since then. Every time I'm always impressed with how well Mammoth matches up to every place else on planet. Hmm. Well, I'm now even looking more forward to it. It's it's amazing. There's so much vertical distance there. It's really good. Yeah, so that is what I learned this week. I learned that I knew it was going to be hard, but it's way harder than I thought it would to catch your fucking breath 8,000 feet above sea level. It's so much thinner than I expected. For what it's worth, when you join the vape world, you'll find it's a lot easier. Probably. Probably. Shweeku. What? <laughs> what is that sound effect? There it is. <laughs> that's us, right? So that's us. This is it. Thank you for being here. Thanks very much for having us here again, folks. Yeah. Thanks very much for coming and listening. And yeah, uh, I don't know why you do that. Yes. <laughs> you must be like some sort of strange. I guess. <laughs> I don't even know. Some intense events. Intense events. With Seth and Lo. If you're in Los Angeles uh, last Sunday... Please come by our show. We're playing over at the office on Broadway. It's going to be a lot of fun. It was great. We had a great time. We think. Maybe. We don't know yet. Uh, Jeff Goldblum showed up. I think Nick Cage made a small appearance. And and last time, Jimmy Seinfeld showed up. Yeah. You just never know. You never know. So, um, yeah, let's let's plug ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Let's. Um, you can find me on all the social medias at Littlefoot Low. And I am at Seth7123 on all of them as well. And this podcast is brought to you as always by the Musicians Loft Studios at Musicians Loft Studios. That's totally not my Twitter handle. No, that's Instagram. <laughs> I was like, why, why do you we always do this? We went through this last time. <laughs> can you cut it in this time? Yeah, okay. I guess. Yeah, bye. <laughs> We'll just copy and paste it every time. Or you could learn it. <laughs> I, or you could know what your handles are. I will practice. I'm sorry. It's okay. And we're at Loft Musicians on Twitter and Musicians Loft Studios on Instagram. We hope you have a splendid morning, afternoon, evening, evening midnight. <laughs> Dawn. 
Thank you very much and have a pleasant tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good day, guys. Bye. That's it. Oh, sick. Ow.